Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Huh. Well, I guess we're back to the uh, problems with the intro music. But um, welcome to the so-called Fantasy Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Travis Pest. Oh, I'm your host, Travis Pestor. We'll let the intro music bring us in, and then we'll be right back. Well, okay, so back to it. Travis Pastor, so-called fantasy experts, fantasy football podcast. For you listeners of the show, you know, we used to have problems with the intro music. Haven't had them in a while, but uh, we got a new first-time guest on the line tonight. So I guess, it, you know, we just had to have some issues to, to initiate him properly. Uh, tonight, we'll be talking some daily fantasy football. And on the line, we have John Lepresto, uh, one of our great writers here at so-calledfantasyexperts.com. John, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Travis. Thanks for having me on. Excited for this week. I know. This is, uh, is going to be a good week for uh, all you players out there. Uh, some interesting bye week situations, but we'll get into that a little later. Um, John, why don't you give the people uh, a chance to follow you on Twitter and uh, let them know when and where your articles come out? Yeah, sure. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. My handle is the John Lepresto. Last name is L A P R E S T O, and um, so I'm writing for for so-called fantasy experts, doing a weekly column on which players to drop each week. So the uh, fantasy football industry is pretty inundated with waiver wire ads. So we thought we'd add a little uh, wrinkle this year and kind of focus on on which guys you can feel good about dropping each week. Um, when you're when you're out there looking for the the hot ad uh, to pick up, so usually my column drops on like either Tuesday morning or Tuesday night. Um, so you can you can usually find it right there on the the front page of the site or um, on the fantasy football tab. Uh, I should be able to find it on there uh, under the waiver wire section. So um, doing that and then doing a weekly recap of uh, the previous weeks for for daily. Um, for one of our uh, partners, and that usually comes out, I think it's going to be every Thursday from here on out. So uh, so that's where you can find me. Feel free to uh, to hit me up on Twitter. Love, uh, love chatting with people. So um, feel free to send questions or arguments or complaints about my uh, my drop column my way. Happy to talk to you guys. I got to say, John, the, first of all, John's everywhere, guys, so you should, you should pay attention. Um, but that drop column, I really enjoy reading. Uh most people don't think about like, oh, who? A lot of people think in their heads like, oh, is it time to cut bait? Not yet. It's always good to have somebody reinforcing like, yeah, you should drop, uh, I don't know, Matt Ryan or something. Um, yeah. So this week, that was our that was our headliner was was Ryan, and I know for for me and probably for a lot of people, 
you know, you're sitting there struggling, you know, the guy's giving you 10, 15 points a week max, but you're saying, you know, hey, this is a big name. I don't want to look stupid. Uh, I don't want to drop a guy, and then he blows up and makes me look bad, and I get made fun of for the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, exactly. So we're here to make you feel a little bit better. So definitely check out John's stuff. But um, we're here to talk daily fantasy football today because when I was saying a little bit before, um, I think last week I said it a little bit on the podcast, we're over the hump. We're in the second half. If your team's out of it by now, if you're two and seven, you're probably not making the playoffs. You might have been checked out of your weekly league or your, your season-long league in Steps Daily Fantasy, which is a perfect uh, option for all of you who want to forget that your teams are terrible. Um, so, John, what is your strategy when you uh, sort of approach this? Because we've had a couple of people on. They've had some varying strategies. I have my own, which does not usually work. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what is, what what do you when you go into picking a team, you know, what are your uh, sort of rules you follow? Yeah, so so I mean it's a great question. You know, I know obviously the industry is booming right now, so you have a lot of people that are trying to figure out, you know, what's the trick to it or or what's a good place to start. Um exactly. I, mean, I do two uh, yeah, I I do two things right away. I mean the first thing that I do is I check out the Thursday game. Um, because you can, on most sites, what you can do is you can sign up for contests that include the Thursday game or it just includes the, the Sunday games or includes Sunday and Monday. So the first thing that I'm doing every week is I'm looking at the Thursday night matchup. Um, historically, it might be a little bit different this season, but historically speaking, those games are a little bit lower scoring uh, because the teams have a quick turnaround they don't have a lot of time to recover or game plan. So historically speaking, you've seen guys underperform in that game. And and I like to generally what's called fade that game, which means you're staying away um, and not playing anybody uh, in that game. But what I would like to do is I like to sign up for the contests that start on Thursday. And what I'm trying to do there is to hopefully get some of my opponents to play the guys on Thursday that I'm thinking are going to ultimately underperform for that week, which would give me a head start. So this week, for example, we've got the Bills and we've got the Jets, and I think it's a good opportunity to sign up for a Thursday contest and maybe not play the guys and fade the guys in the Thursday game. Um, You've got guys who typically, if they're a little bit banged up, Thursday isn't enough time for those guys to recover and perform at their best. So a guy like Brandon Marshall this week is a little bit banged up. A guy like LaShawn McCoy, a little bit banged up. Should be splitting carries with Carlos Williams because he's not at full strength. Um, even Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, it's it's a good opportunity for those guys who are, who are banged up as a stay away. So that's, yeah. that's the first thing that I try to do is to fade the Thursday game if there are any question marks about it whatsoever. That's first. Yeah, I'm definitely on, that, uh, on board with you. I than to avoid the Thursday game. Um, I just think, you know, that quick turnaround, like you said, even besides the injuries, I just feel like people aren't as sharp. If they're still a little sore from last weekend, you know, their legs are a little heavy. Uh, they might have taken some hits. Yeah. Their ribs are a little sore. Like, they're just – they're not at their full strength to play, and I tend to find it's just it's a floppier game. Um, yeah. You know, you might have a couple defensive, you know, touchdowns or like a random long pass where somebody blew a coverage, but it's never like the predictable stuff. So I, I definitely agree with you on that Thursday night thing. But uh, so, we'll, what's your uh, second rule? Because I, I believe you All have right. Two. So, so yeah. So next, what we're doing is 
um, we're going and we're looking at at Vegas lines. We're looking at the over-under for total points for each game. And obviously with with this industry and, and um, sports betting in general, this is getting huge. So even sites like ESPN now, if you go to – uh, go to most sites and you go to their scores page or a scores tab, before the game starts, you can actually see what the over-under is for the game. And you can actually see what the, the line is um, for the game. And so what you want to do here is you want to scroll through the games each week and you want to find the games that have the, the most um, projected points uh, for that week. So what you're doing there is you're looking for the teams that are projected by Vegas to have the highest um, potential for for points scored in, in that week. So if you're having trouble constructing your lineups or you're trying to figure out a good place to start uh, when, you're, when you're plugging in players for, for your DFS lineups, if you're not sure where to go, where to start from, you know, look at the games each week that have the, the highest projected scores, and that really gives you kind of an indication on what, Vegas is predicting for that that game flow. So this week, for example, um, the Pats and the Giants, I think either has the highest or one of the highest for this week um, in terms of projected points. So what you're looking at there is you're looking at the total for both teams, but then you're looking at the point spread, and what you want to do is subtract the point spread um, from the total. So you can see... Which, uh, which team is favored and by how much, and that, that gives you an indication of of what kind of opportunity it's going to be. The Thursday night game, again, is a, is a really good example of this. Um, I think the over-under for the Thursday night game is 42.5, so 42.5 points is the projection, and then the Jets are favored by 2.5. So really we're looking at what, what Vegas is telling us is that we're looking at two or maybe three touchdowns each per team. Yeah. And that so really, really limits your, your touchdown potential and your scoring potential. So you want to kind of keep an eye out for that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you can sort of figure out, all right, if this team's supposed to get, you know, only three touchdowns, is my is this third string or like the slot receiver or the backup running back a good play? Because they're probably not going to score that much. Um, and they're probably not going to be the ones doing it. So, I haven't really utilized the lines much. I believe uh, I had Ganos on, David Ganos, our fearless leader, on back before the season. I think he said to, he mentioned that. But I have not been doing that. I'll have to uh, incorporate that in because I didn't think, you know, sometimes you can figure out, like, oh, that Patriots-Giants game, like, yeah, it looks like there's going to be a lot of high scoring. But sometimes it's uh, a little harder to figure out, like, I don't know, Houston-Cincinnati. Like, what exactly. is the – like what is, is it going to be low scoring, high scoring? So you just got to go with somebody who's a little, uh, who is better at this than than you or I at this point. So yeah, and and historically speaking, Vegas has a pretty good record when it comes to this kind of stuff. So you know, if you're taking taking advice or or kind of looking for a place to start, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good pretty good indicator. Yeah. Um, so those are those seem like good rules to follow. I may be adopting that second one. Uh, okay. Because I'm, I'm a little hit or miss this season, but uh, I figure so just move into who you know. It, it's a w- strange week, like I said. There's some bye weeks. There's been some injuries, so some positions are a little weak. Some are a little stronger than others. So yeah. I was just figuring we go through uh, who we think are you know good plays this week. So 
Yeah, sure. Actually, before we get um, to that, I do have one last question. When you are building your lineup, what is the position you're spending the most money on? Are you going big name quarterback, big name running back? What uh, what's yeah, your so worst most expensive guy? That's a great that's a great question. I mean, it basically is, you know, how do you how do you start every week? So, for me, I've found that I have the most success. Um, and and we we're gonna probably talk about two different types of games in on this podcast. So we'll talk about something called cash games, which is basically like head-to-head games versus one opponent or 50-50s or, or double-ups, which basically means you're trying to finish in the top half of the group in order to cash out. So that's one. The other type of game is a tournament game where you're basically playing against uh, a group and you have to finish generally in the top, you know, 5 or 10% of the group in order to win money. So there's two totally different strategies when it comes to this type of thing. Um, I predominantly play in cash games, and okay. in cash games... What you're looking for here is you're looking for high floor players, which means that even if the player doesn't have their optimal performance, they're at least going to give you something above their value. Um, and so what I try to do when it comes to that, you know, you ask where do you start, where do you spend the money. Uh, what I'm trying to do in a cash game is I'm trying to find value at quarterback instead of trying to pay for the top-level guys. So I know it's really tempting every week to pay for a Brady, especially a season like this, to pay for a Brady or to pay for Aaron Rodgers. Um, early in the season, Drew Brees, and now later in the season, Drew Brees. Like, I know that's really easy to do, and and it pays off sometimes. But what it does is it really limits your ability to get some of the, uh, the high potential guys at receiver and at running back. So for me, what I'm doing at quarterback is every week I've been playing guys like Andy Dalton or Derek Carr, or Cam Newton, um, even over the last four or five weeks, guys like Blake Bortles, um, Carson Palmer really early in the season, these guys are all in the mid-tier in terms of their price range, but they're basically putting up quarterback one, two, three, four production. So it really gives you some extra salary cap space um, to, to go for the high price receivers and running backs, which is where I like to spend my money. Okay. Uh, I feel so like then, it's really easy to get more value out of that quarterback position. You can play the matchup and get three touchdowns out of a guy like Carr or Bortles or Cam. Um, you know, that's, it's just much easier to construct a lineup that you feel good about when you start there. All right. So then for this week, who are you uh, looking to use as your quarterback? Because uh, I'm looking at – I'm on FanDuel, and I'm liking the – I'm split between Newton and Dalton. They're about the same price, 8200 versus 8100 Yeah. Cam going and, against Tennessee and, and Dalton going against uh, Houston, so both pretty enticing. Yeah, so I like I I think both of those guys are, are pretty good matchups or have pretty good matchups this week um, for a cash game. I, I don't see anything that would would prevent me from from playing either one. If If I had to pick out of those two, I'd probably go with Dalton. I think the Houston defense is uh, is a little bit worse of a match or a little bit better of a matchup. Um, and the way that uh, Eifert has been producing, um, AJ Green's always a, a big play threat. Uh, it, it, the offensive line for for the Bengals just really seems uh, like it's one of the ones that can handle the defensive front for Houston, even when they're playing really well. 
it, to me, it just it makes sense to go with a guy like Dalton this week. Um, I don't mind Cam, and I think you know where Cam could could do well for you is uh, in the rushing capacity. I mean, there's we've seen that um, he's been racking up points on the ground, and you know I think a, a rushing touchdown is certainly possible. So I don't have any problem playing Cam. Um, I'll say a couple of guys that I like in terms of value that I just mentioned before is uh, is Derek Carr for Oakland and okay. uh, and and Blake Bortles for Jacksonville. Um, I know it sounds absolutely disgusting to play <laughs> Blake Bortles, um, but but the guy throws a ton and Hearns and Allen Robinson on the outside are basically starting to prove that they're matchup proof with the way that uh, the Jacksonville plays. Um, yeah, Jacksonville yeah, faces. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say I definitely think uh, um, the Jacksonville trio is starting to get into that uh, ring of trust. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see any reason at this point to stay away from a guy like Allen Robinson. Um, and and Bortles, the, the matchups that Bortles has this week. Uh, and his price tag is just really strong. The Baltimore defense is very overrated. If if, if people are still playing them in fantasy, you know I would advise to, to look elsewhere. Um, and then I like Carr against Minnesota. Um, the reason I like I like Carr is is Cooper is a stud. Amari Cooper is a stud, but he's allowing his receivers to make plays. Um, He's throwing the ball up and letting those guys go get it, and Crabtree is, is doing the job while he's healthy. And, uh, you know, we, we still have to wait and see if Latavius Murray is healthy this week. If Murray's out, then I might switch from Carr and go uh, and rather go Bortles or rather go Dalton or Cam. But if, if Latavius is playing, I think Carr, I think Dalton, uh, Bortles, and, and Cam are all good plays. Oh, I agree. I agree. I like that. On to running back, which is a bit of a weird position this season. So we saved a little bit of money, you know, going with a little bit of, uh, not bargain, but uh, value guys. What are you looking to do with uh, running backs this week? Are you going Todd Gurley and, uh, I mean, or Adrian Peterson, one of the big guys? Are you going, Yeah. I tend to so go pass running, catchers for cheap? Yeah, so that's that's exactly the strategy this week. Um, running back sucks this week. It's uh, all the injuries have really finally caught up. Um, it's just such a weird season for running back because of, of all the guys that have gone down. Uh, Lacey being fat doesn't help. <laughs> That's really her That's thing. A, that is um, not Yeah, I, so to me, uh, t- to me, it's it's I'm probably going to have a hundred percent of Gurley. Uh, so I'm going to play Todd Gurley in probably every lineup that I have. To me, he's the only guy at running back this week who can get over 100 yards rushing and get multiple touchdowns in terms of, of um, I, I just don't – I like Peterson, and if you're going to pay for a running back uh, this week and you want to want to go with somebody else outside of Gurley, then it makes sense to go with, with AP. But before last week's game where Oakland played Pittsburgh and D'Angelo Williams just went – crazy all over Oakland. Oakland's run defense had actually been pretty good. Um and they're surprising a lot of people and you know I don't know what happened last week. I don't know where D'Angelo Williams this rejuvenation came from, but he went buck wild all over Oakland. 
Um, but go back and look at the stats for Oakland's run defense, and they're and they're pretty good. If um, if the Vikings, if they don't have uh, Teddy Bridgewater this week, I, I think they're in a lot of trouble. And yeah. I know that Adrian Peterson, you know, essentially has been matchup proof throughout his career, but without Bridgewater to throw, I, I don't like that team. Mike Wallace is a bust. Kyle Rudolph is a bust. Stephon Diggs is is awesome, but you know it's not enough to to prevent teams from stacking the box against Peterson. So to me, it's girly all day. Some of the other running backs for this week. Um, yeah, like what about sound, like a like a cheaper guy? Because if we're if we're paying for girly, we gotta save a little bit of money. So who you have any uh, yeah. lower lower so, value guys? Yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got three guys that I kind of like this week at at a decent value. Um, the first one is going to sound really obvious and might sound too obvious, but LeGarrette Blunt for New England. <laughs> so, um, so Deion Lewis is out, obviously, which as a Patriots fan, absolutely sucks. Uh, but, but Blunt is still relatively affordable. Um, the Giants' run defense is not good. Uh, and I believe the Giants just lost one of their defensive linemen last week. Yeah, we lost Ooh. our uh, we lost our defensive our star defensive tackle. Yeah, so that's huge. Um, and if we're looking at we mentioned earlier in the show the the Vegas point totals for the week, uh, New England's got a huge point total. I think it's over thirty for this game, which means those points are going to have to come from somewhere. So it seems super obvious to me that Legarrette Blount is going to be getting the ball. Um, that and the Patriots' offensive line has absolutely been decimated by injuries this year. And I know it's very, historically it's been very stupid to try to predict what Bill Belichick is going to do. But with the line being so bad, I would be shocked if they had Brady throw 30 to 40 times in this game. Every time he drops back, it puts him at risk for injury. The offensive line is not healthy enough to protect him the way that they want. I would be shocked if if he dropped back and if it was not a a blunt game. So, LeGarrette Blunt is one. Uh, two is uh, Doug Martin. Um, Martin was was terrible last week and, and killed me in some lineups. But what that means is, because he was so bad, it means a lot of people are not going to be playing him. Um, a lot of people are probably off of him based on what he did last week, which means you have an opportunity to have a guy who your opponents don't have, which puts you ahead if he does really well. And he's playing. He's playing the Cowboys this week, who uh, I uh, I don't believe Sean Lee, their linebacker, is going to play this week, which really opens things up. And uh, the Cowboys, I believe, have let up it's like six or seven touchdowns over the last six games for running backs. Um, Doug Martin is a guy who he piles up yardage but doesn't really score, which kind of keeps him under the radar. But Dallas is giving up a ton of touchdowns to running backs. It really kind of makes a lot of sense this week to use him. Um, And then the third guy that I like this week uh, as a value is Darren McFadden. And I'm not a McFadden fan, but I believe he was the only running back in the NFL last week to receive every single carry for this team. And, you know, basically what you want to do in daily – you're trying to get the guys who are going to be on the field the most and have the most opportunity. 
And and that's kind of the strategy in daily as opposed to these yearly leagues is you want the guys who are going to have the most opportunity. Well, McBadden doesn't come off the field at this point. Joseph yeah, Randall is a, is a bonehead and is gone. And Christine Michael, as much as the dynasty community loves this guy, you know, he's not even seen the field. So I, I, to me, it just makes a ton of sense to go with a guy who's going to get every carry for the team, and that's McFadden right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably were down on McFadden at the beginning of the year with uh, Randall and uh, Dunbar in there, but he, he looks like he's the only guy who's really uh, been able to make anything out of that offense. So McFadden's a guy I think I might be uh, putting a lot of stock in. Um, yeah. I like – I'm a little worried about LeGarrette Blunt as a Giants fan, but so I think he should put up some good good yards because we can't stop anybody. Uh, yeah. So I, think the, I, think, I think those are good – Good predictions. Um, so on to my favorite position this week, um, which is wide receiver. I think there's a lot of good value yeah. out there. Um, one guy, I mean, uh, the obvious guy, a lot of people probably after his performance last week, everybody probably wants to jump on the Antonio Brown bandwagon. Um, are you are you going and thinking he's going to get another 25 targets and 17 receptions? Or uh you think that's, yeah, so that's this, a little hard to repeat? like, it's like the question of the week. I was I was actually just going to ask you if you, if you were going to play Brown this week. Um, I, I don't think that I will be. Um, I will say if if D'Angelo Williams plays, I think that that changes changes things. If he does not play, I think Brown. I think it's going to be tough to stay away from from Brown just because of the amount of targets that he's going to get. I mean, they literally don't have um, another guy who goes up, can play in space across the middle of the field. They have Bryant, Martavis Bryant, who can make the big play. Um, but, but to me, Brown is a guy that they can move all over the field, get really creative with, uh, and do some, you know, some easy throws for Landry Jones, which he needs because he's not good. Um, so if, if D'Angelo Williams does not play, then I might go with Brown. But if he uh, – otherwise, I don't think uh, Landry Jones is a guy who can be relied on to be accurate enough to get the production out of Brown that we need. Now, yeah. you know, now after the week, I might look really stupid saying that because Brown is a guy who can catch a one-yard pass and turn it into an 80-yard touchdown, which is always possible. So – but if we're looking at cash games where we're looking for more of a sure thing, I'm probably staying away from Brown. In tournaments, though, there's probably a lot of people thinking just what I said about how Landry Jones isn't trustworthy enough. And there might be a lot of people who are off of Brown in tournaments. And so if you're looking for a contrarian play that seems kind of obvious with a ton of upside, Brown might be a guy you're looking at. Yeah, um, I think I think I'm going to be playing um... – Brown in at least one of my my lineups just because, uh, like you said, they don't really have a lot else out there. I know he didn't play great, or it's not probably not his fault so much as uh, his quarterback situation in those Landry Jones Michael Vick weeks. But uh, yeah, eh, Cleveland's not great. I mean, if Joe Hayden's out there, it could make things a little more difficult. Joe Hayden for Cleveland. Um, but I mean, there are some other good guys up there. A little yeah. cheaper. Uh, you can get a Julian Edelman against the Giants, and trust me, I've watched a lot of Giants this year. They also can't cover anybody. So yeah. I, I, can't, I can't imagine watching 
like a third string corner trying to chase Edelman around. Um, AJ Green. Yeah, if, Amuka, if Amuka Mara is out, that's big trouble for for the Giants' defensive. Yeah, backs. yeah, it's big trouble either way because Dominic Rodgers Camardi, not the best. Um, AJ Green, who we talked a little bit about before. I think if you're going yep. Dalton, it might be a nice stack play. Yeah. Uh, and then I really like the Allen Robinson. I, I've been on the Allens all season. I can never seem to get it right. I'll take Allen Robinson when Allen Hearns breaks out and vice versa. But uh, yeah. I think Allen Robinson at 7,500 on FanDuel against a Baltimore defense we talked about also, which is terrible. Uh, yeah. I think that's a good a good play there. Do you have any uh, nice value plays that you're looking at this, this week? Yeah, I think you know, even some of the, the higher-priced guys. So at receiver, the guys that I like this week – um, Des Bryant, I think people are still going to be weary about him because Castle's in there and he's still coming off of the foot injury, but he's got an awesome matchup that Tampa secondary gets lit up all the time. If you go back and look at their games and look at what the number one wide receiver did against them, they get smoked. Um, I, I like the two receivers uh, somewhat in Denver. So Demarius uh, Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, I don't see any reason why that game flow would prevent those guys from doing well, especially if you're playing in a point for catch format. Um, and uh, I like Randall Cobb this week. I think Green Bay is trying to get really creative in terms of how they use him. Um, I think that they continue to use him this week. I, I don't think the slot corners uh, in that matchup were very good, and I think Cobb could do well. Um, and uh, Jarvis Landry is another guy in cash games. I play him every week because of his floor. I mean, he's basically a guaranteed, like, 15 points a game. Um, he's not a typical number one receiver, so he's a tough cover. And then uh, this week, Alshon Jeffrey has a really bad matchup, but he's basically the only guy that they have on the outside, uh, and Cutler loves him. I know the matchup stinks, but to me, his – his price tag is probably still good enough to use as a number one receiver if you're looking for somebody who's not at that elite price tag. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and I think we may have a question from a caller. I've never had one. This may just be okay. a, somebody, you know, looking to input their opinion, so let's bring them in. Uh, caller, who? Uh, what can we help you with? Hey, this is a first-time caller, first-time listener uh, from Alabama. I uh, oh, just awesome. want to get John's opinion on um, – uh, you know, what we're going to see from Jordan Matthews in, in cash games, are we going to see, I mean, $6,200 is pretty pricey receiver for a guy who are we going to see the nine catch, 133 yard and a touchdown last week versus the poor Cowboys secondary, or are we going to see that three for 14 guy against Carolina going forward? Which which Jordan Matthews do you think we're going to see going forward? I'll, I'll hang uh, up and listen. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that is an awesome question. And I believe that I may know who that was they just called. Um, <laughs> hey, man, bring bring more friends if you got them. Yeah. Um, so, so the Jordan Matthews topic has been a hot one in, in one of my leagues all season, and uh, and basically, basically, I, I'm a Jordan Matthews apologist, um, which has made me look quite foolish this year, but. I, I personally think that Matthews uh, is good enough to be a wide receiver too um, in most matchups because of the way that Philadelphia utilizes him. I, I realize that that has not paid off this season, 
I believe that that's in part because of two things. Uh, one, because Sam Bradford is absolutely atrocious. Uh, and two, I'm, I'm buying this hand injury rumor that's out there about Matthews. Um, I think what we saw last week was Chick Kelly get a little bit more creative or outside of the box in terms of how he used Matthews. And I think that's what's going to be needed uh, because Nelson Aguilar is a bust. Riley Cooper is basically worthless. Um, you know what you're getting out of, out of Ertz. Uh, yeah. and, and if they finally admit that they need to be more creative with how they use Matthews and don't predominantly use him out of the slot, I think he could be a sneaky play in, uh, in daily. Yeah. I think Matthews has some good potential this week. Um, Again, I'm on Fanduel. He's only 6,600 going against the Miami team that last year had a pretty solid defense in the first half, which I think yeah. people really remember. They kind of collapsed in the second half. They did pick up Indomitian Zoo, but they still haven't been very good defensively. I think they have a, this era that they are good uh, on the defensive side of the ball, but they're without Cameron Wake, their best pass rusher. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think you're right. They haven't found the best way to use Jordan Matthews. Uh so I don't think he's going to do the three for 19 that he did against Carolina or whatever uh, low numbers he put up. Carolina is a much uh, deeper and, you know, more uh, more impressive of a defense. So I I would not hate ending up with Jordan Matthews as my two, number two receiver for six and 600 bucks. It's not a, not a bad play at all. Yeah, I mean, in tournaments, you're basically going to go against teams, against opponents that aren't going to use him at all. Uh, so if you're looking for... Uh, a guy who could get you eight catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he has that potential. I mean, I realize how nasty that sounds given what he's done this season, but I, I continue to be a Jordan Matthews apologist. Hmm. Well, I mean, he, he was so good last year. You think that's going to break out at some point. Yeah. Um, but we got a couple minutes left. I think we'll end this. Uh, kickers and tight ends are always hard, so we'll just let people fend for themselves on those. Because some don't even use kickers. I think on drafts, uh, DraftKings, they don't even use kickers. Um, but just for defense, any matchups? First, any matchups you uh, enticed by? Um, thinking about using. I like the Kansas City at Denver. I'll probably be using Denver. I know they're one of the more expensive defenses, but Kansas City with no Jamal Charles and really no passing game. Uh, and after coming off a loss, I think they're going to be a bit angry. Um, yeah, and, and you know what? I think that's a great point. And I, I think probably what will happen is you'll see owners kind of stay away or, or at least stay away more so than, than they have uh, this season with the Denver defense because of what we saw last week, because Akib Tlaib is a complete moron and is suspended yeah. for this game. But Chris Harris is still good enough to cover Macklin one-on-one. Um, and that the Kansas City offense, like you mentioned, they're they're not good enough uh, to control this game. So I think the Denver Broncos is a smart play. I think the Rams is a smart play. I know Cutler's been better this year, but what you're looking for in daily when it comes to defenses is you're looking for that opportunity to get turnovers or to get a defensive touchdown. Cutler still gives you that. He's good for a pick-six opportunity every week. So I like the Rams. Um, I like the Panthers against Tennessee. I know everybody loves Mariota, but the guy does have fumbling problems. Uh, he's shown us in the past that he is turnover prone, or at least that possibility is there. And, again, that's the opportunity you're looking for when it comes to defense. 
I think playing any defense against the Detroit Lions is smart, so the Packers are potentially a good play, especially if Calvin is banged up like they're reporting. Um, and then uh, I, I think the Jets are a decent play um, because you mentioned earlier that Thursday night game can get a little bit fluky, and sometimes there's fumbles and there's drop passes and there's pick sixes. So I, I don't think the Jets is a terrible play. And then you've got the Cardinals against the Seahawks, and the Seahawks, I believe, have given up the most sacks in the league. So while the the uh, reputation for Russell Wilson is that he's not turnover prone, um, and he doesn't throw interceptions, the reality is that they are giving up a ton of sacks, and it would not surprise me to see that continue this week. Yeah, they, uh, he's been running for his life back there. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Seattle, obviously, they've been in the last two Super Bowls. So I think a lot of people just, you know, think they're all-around great team. Um, but they definitely have, as their record will show, they've had some uh, problems this season. But, yeah, I think some of those – I like the uh, the Rams play a lot. Um, Cutler is not the best uh, at keeping the ball uh, away from the opponent. I used to use that theory with Eli Manning last year. I was just playing defenses against him, uh, yeah. which worked which worked out pretty well. Um, but and, and the other thing too to look out for is is if teams are are really struggling to find a decent defense um, because they paid for some other players at other positions, is find those matchups where the where the backup quarterback might play. So I realize it's not great, but. Um, you know, against Landry Jones, um, and if uh, Teddy Bridgewater is out, you know that's the thing. Those are the types of things you want to look for: is those those defenses that have an opportunity to get the sacks, uh, fumbles, and pick sixes, because that's what really kind of separates in daily. So, just something to keep an eye out if you're looking for a really good value play. Keep an eye on those quarterbacks that may not play this week. Exactly. Well, John, we should uh, start wrapping this up. Uh, okay. Thank you for bringing in our first caller ever. That was amazing. Yeah, so this awesome. was, this, it's only been eight months of me podcasting before anybody called in, <laughs> so that's great. Um, cool. But, John, thank you for coming in. Why don't you shout out one more time all your stuff, and we'll get you out of here. Okay, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Um, again, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is the John Lepresto, uh, J-O-H-N-L-A-P-R-E-S-T-O. And uh, you can see my stuff on uh, so-calledfantasyexperts.com, usually on Tuesdays. Uh, by the end of the day on Tuesday, I'm writing the column on who to drop every week. And uh, and if you're looking for just kind of some sarcastic sense of humor, even if you already know who to drop, or you're looking for an entertaining read, um, usually I throw you know some video clips or um, some pics in there that you know lighten the mood a little bit. So check it out. And then, uh, and then usually towards the end of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, it's kind of a daily fantasy wrap up uh, from the previous week. So anytime I could get um, uh, people to interact on Twitter or through the site, feel free to post a comment or a question. I'd be happy to talk to you guys. Awesome, guys! Definitely check out that drop column. It's fantastic, John. Thank you for coming on. We'll have to get you back soon. You are a great guest, All right. and it's always fun yeah, talking. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Fantasy. I appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, and we will be back next week talking more fantasy football. Until then, have a good week.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.